Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Hello, my name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of The Impactful Parent, and I help parents of school-aged children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I offer parent education videos every week, online courses, and coaching. And if that wasn't enough, I bring experts in on other fields onto The Impactful Parent stage to teach us even more. And today I have a special guest. His name is Michael Strong. Now, Michael is one of the most experienced developers of innovative educational programs in the United States and the founder of the Socratic Experience, which is an online school based on Socratic dialogue that emphasizes personalized and purpose-driven education for students in grades three through 12. His remarkable career in education spans over three decades and includes creating many high-performance school programs that promote critical thinking, creativity, and entrepreneurship in students across the country. He is an author, a public speaker, and today Michael is here to talk more about the Socratic way of educating children so America can nurture the next generation of critical thinkers. So thank you for being here today, Michael. Thank you, Christina. Delighted to be here. I want to start off really basic about what is the Socratic way of educating and what are its benefits compared to, let's say, other more traditional ways of education? Absolutely. So I, my goal in life is to get children to think, adults too, but mostly children to think. I do so by asking them questions and being honestly interested in their answers. Many classroom experiences are the teacher has the right answer and wants the student to give the right answer. I want to know what children believe about what is true, what is good, what is loyal, what is honorable, what is just and they want to be heard. And so I think it gets them thinking about ideas and it lets them know that we adults care about their thoughts about ideas. So there's both an intellectual and a social emotional benefit. So how should parents think about preparing their child for the 21st century work world in a world of rapid AI technology happening? I mean, it's just been a huge boom lately of the whole AI thing. And honestly, I'm not too sure as parents, if we're quite ready for all of this, (laughs) we're still trying to catch up with social media and things, but this is really going to be important moving forward as AI is starting to take over. And now we want our kids to be critical thinkers. And at the same time, it just seems like they can just type something in and they're going to get the answers right away. No, absolutely. So Insofar as children have one size of its all, memorize and forget education, they're going to be obsolete. Um, they, you know, they do need to learn mathematics and so forth, but insofar as we're getting them to think about who they are, what they stand for, what's important for them, and most of all, to come to their own conclusions, I would say constantly asking them to think about who they are, what they stand for, what they value gets them to develop a very individual self. And I see that as connected to originality. I see people who have their own vision of what matters in life, what their aesthetic is, how to solve problems in unique ways. They're going to be valuable in a world with AI. Whereas if people are always looking for the right answer externally, they're just completely obsolete. So I I feel very strongly that this kind of education is crucial for success and social mobility in the 21st century. We need to just 
keep asking questions, starting at a very young age to get our tiny children into starting that critical thinking and then continue that, of course, as they grow. Do you have any advice for parents specifically and how are we going to do this? It's just, it's really hard sometimes for a parent, you know, we're so busy. Our mind's not always on, I'm going to teach my kid something new today. Um, but how can we implement this method naturally so that we can really grow these critical thinkers? Oh, it's a great question. First, I have a YouTube channel, Socratic Michael Strong, where I began asking a the daughter of a friend when she was four, these Socratic questions. She is now 10. So you can watch her growth from age four to age 10. She is extraordinary. And when, with young children, it, it's trickier. But when I, I have two grown kids, I would have when driving in the car with them, I'd just be having conversations with them and asking them questions. So to give you one example, um, Alana is the girl in the Socratic Michael Strong videos. At one point I asked her, so what makes uh, a bird a bird? And she would say, well, it flies. And I say, well, airplanes fly or airplanes birds. Well, no, airplanes are not birds, but you can sort of see the wheels grinding in her head about how to explain the difference between birds and airplanes. So even very young children, this is key, is you need to let them think through problems on their own. I think one thing parents and teachers need to let go of when they're doing this is get the right answer, get the right answer, get the right answer, because that prevents them from thinking things through. And so I'm very warm, leisurely, friendly when I engage in Socratic dialogue with children, but I'm constantly, I, I sometimes call the YouTube channel loving your child's mind. So I see it as a matter of being fascinated with how your child is understanding the world. And the other thing is, it's so much fun. I cannot emphasize how much fun this is. So yeah, you're driving around, going to soccer practice or whatever. What do you think about this? How do you understand that? Why do you think that? And sometimes they'll have answers. You're like, hmm, not what I think. But instead of correcting them, um, keep asking them questions. Ultimately, I see this as them coming to a consistent and coherent understanding of the world, which sounds very abstract and philosophical. But again, what's the difference between an airplane and a bird? Uh, in some ways, it's clear that they're different, but getting them to talk through what are those differences? Um, different example I've used with young children is how do you know when you're being manipulated? And often even a young child will have pretty strong, you know, maybe not four-year-old, but by seven, they often know what it means to be manipulated and they might have strong opinions about what it means to be manipulated. Do you care if somebody's lying to you? Well, of course they care. Why do you care about what someone's lying to you? I see what I call the basic humanistic love, truth, justice, betrayal, endlessly fruitful questions, um, talking about their experiences and how they understand them. It's a really wonderful way to bond with your child while letting your child know you care about what they think and getting them to think through all the logical steps of any particular argument they develop. It sounds like we as parents need to keep just searching for that teachable moment, that time when we could certainly give the answer, but Instead, if we could just take a little bit of extra time out of our day to ask more questions to our kids, to get, pull the answer out of them instead, that maybe, uh, that's, well, this is, that's how we're going to really apply the Socratic method and, and cultivate and nurture that critical thinking skill. Absolutely. And I would say I am always playing the long game. I'm not concerned about them getting, as it were, the right or wrong answer in this 15 minute interaction. I'm concerned about them developing their mind as a powerful tool that they use, them knowing that people, adults in general, respect their mind, 
them knowing that there are difficult questions to understand and any kind of right or wrong answer. Sometimes I will say, well, you know, just so you know, the textbooks will say, or on the test you need to say. So even if I'm giving them the right answer, I don't say, Christina, you're wrong. And I'm exaggerating for effect, but you know, even subtly kids are, kids are emotional sponges. And if we have any sort of energy around you're wrong, their emotional self absorbs the I'm wrong overwhelmingly. So instead Hey, that's really interesting, Christina. Um, you know, sometimes on tests, it would be better to say this answer because that's what they'll want. And so I'm not invalidating them and their thought process, but I am giving them concrete information. This is what the world thinks. And that way I can be kind of a coach, even when I'm giving them the right answers. I'm sort of a coach vis-a-vis -vis tests and school and the establishment while being somebody who supports them as an autonomous, autonomous thinking being. How do we get this more implemented in our classrooms? Because I can imagine that parents are listening to this. I mean, I'm hearing you and I'm nodding my head and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like this is exactly where we need to go. Especially, like I said, with the new AI technology, I'm just so afraid that our kids are going to stop learning how to be critical thinkers because they can just type it in and boom, there's the answer. So I love that we're talking about this and that this could be a new way of really implementing critical thinking. But then I want the classrooms to have it. I want, I want my kids to go in and spend the majority of their day thinking like this. How do we encourage teachers to do that? That's well, a great question. Um, I wrote a book, The Habit of Thought, from Socratic Seminars to Socratic Practice, designed for teachers. They've led hundreds of in-service trainings across the US. There are various classrooms that are doing this. And I would say having parents support those classrooms and those principals and those educators is key. There are also many different kinds of schools that have a greater or lesser degree of Socratic uh, interaction. Just at the other extreme, I did have one parent say, your questions cause confusion. Confusion comes from Satan. Therefore, I'm going to get this stopped in the public school district. So there are there's some people who are hostile to it. I would say you need to support those educators who are doing it. Let them know you support it. Because especially public education has become such a battleground. Um, teachers need to know they're safe and supported by parents. Uh, and I think you know, really, really honoring the teachers who are doing this in every way possible is much, very worth doing. Do you know of a particular type of education that as a parent we can look for if we really agree with the Socratic method um, that leans more into that? I'm thinking off the top of my head, like a Waldorf education might do that. I don't know. Um, or even maybe more toward a gifted education program. Uh, something along those lines. What do you know about what we can look for as parents to when we're searching for new schools for our kids? What do what are those like tag words that we should look for on their website that says, hey, this is what we believe in? Yeah, no, absolutely. So certainly um, I would say Montessori schools often are more inclined to do this. Uh, there are Acton academies that are more inclined to do this. International baccalaureate question programs uh, are much more inclined to do this. Uh, I would say that Often um, you look for look for schools that care about critical thinking. Often, you know, the expensive private schools care about this. So I would say look for places where they value intellectual development. And sadly, the accountability movement that's forced students, schools to focus on short-term test scores has sometimes stolen energy from this because it takes time. Above all, having these Socratic conversations takes time. So I would say uh, micro schools are often much more able to do this. 
because uh, you know they're they're able to be leisurely and personalized. So the other thing with this is it's not one size fits all. I'll have a conversation in one classroom that's very different from a conversation in another classroom. Whereas a classroom that is uh, one size fits all, we're gonna do the same thing all day, every day, in every class, that's sort of the extreme, is not going to be inclined to do this. So Montessori, Acton, you know, Socratic, obviously, there's the term Paideia, International Baccalaureate. Those are some uh, high profile brands that are more inclined to be developing critical thinking. So are you saying that these are innovative programs that are inspiring, let's say even our gifted students or students with learning differences? Is there, um, it will, will all of this, will this Socratic method be good for any of those types of kids? Because we got kids on all different sides of the spectrum. So is right. there a type of child that's just not a good fit? Well, thank you. That's actually a great question. And by the way, going back to your earlier question, you know, often gifted programs are much more likely to do this. Not always, but often they are. Um, but we work at the Socratic Experience real, really well with neurodiverse children, because a lot of this is when you're offering open-ended questions, uh, often children who are different are more original thinkers, and this rewards and validates original thought. And so I would say that there are some kids who want to be told you know, what to do and how to do it. And, and you know, some of those might be frustrated initially. One thing I focus on is giving children time. There are some kids who don't like this initially. Actually, I'll give you an anecdote. My wife on our first date, I was asking her questions throughout dinner and she said, this is giving me a headache. And now of course we're happily married. So <laughs> there are some people who initially it feels very different to have someone asking them questions as opposed to, tell me the answer. But I find most people, a teacher once asked me, is this valid for all children? And I said, look at the lunchroom. Everybody talks. Human beings talk. This is the most fundamental human thing there is. And so over time, when children are given the opportunity to have their thoughts respected, uh, most children come to love it. Uh, but it, there can be a transition phase. And some kids, it's just, you no, know, they, they'd rather just do, with, do as they're told. Um, so I'm not going to fight every battle, but I would say neurodiverse and gifted in particular tend to love it. I could see that uh, having been in the education system for several years myself and uh, taught in gifted education, actually for a majority of those years, um, this would be a really great fit for those kids that love to just want to think. They love to think, they love to create, they want to build something, they want to take it apart and figure out how it ticks. And so the Socratic method I could see as being a really great fit. Um, on the other end, I'm going to agree too. I have a son that's uh, dyslexic and he is so great with his vocabulary and words and thought process. And he's always thinking in his brain too, um, because he doesn't want to read something, but man, those things in his brain are just going, 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 and he would love this kind of thing also. Um, I'd like to speak a little bit more specifically about your online school, the Socratic experience. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is and what we would find if we wanted to look more into maybe enrolling into that program? Absolutely. Thank you. So the Socratic experience is a virtual program, grades three through 12. It's based on my 35-year experience creating brick and mortar programs. Uh, most recently, I did the high school model for the largest Montessori organization in the United States, uh, thus a large tie with Montessori movement. And in the upper elementary, it is based on Montessori, obviously adapted for virtual 
uh, systems, but a lot of children are having conversations, problem solving, independent projects, learning you know, history and science through projects. In general, we complement the Socratic dialogue with problem solving and projects. In middle school, we have two hour blocks um, of Socratic humanities, uh, four days a week and math and STEM problem solving two days a week, four days a week. And then Wednesdays are electives and electives include thing, academic subjects like history and Spanish. They include a lot of digital skills because of the projects. We have kids learning audio engineering, video production, software development, entrepreneurship. So a big project component. And then in high school, we extend the Socratic and problem solving, but we have a much broader range of courses. So we have students that are taking, say, a Harvard CS50, the Harvard Introduction to Computer Science, or the University of Pennsylvania Economics course. So we allow our students to get credit for any of the thousands of courses while providing a rich, engaging, warm Socratic interpersonal experience that they love. We've got students from around the world, Pakistan, Taiwan, Guatemala, Mexico, Canada, US, um, and faculty from around the world. So we're a, a very diverse international community of learners and families who really value a deep immersion in a Socratic program, along with a high level of personalization and creative and entrepreneurial projects. That sounds awesome. Um, is it a full curriculum or is it something that a child can do part-time or could they choose? Totally, they can choose. We do have a full curriculum for families who want a full school, but we also have a la carte options and we're open to whatever works. We have some families start with uh, often the Socratic humanities, but we also have um, Python course after school. That's an option. And we've got another, we've got a math tutoring. That's an option. So people come to our website, socraticexperience.com. And if you're interested, uh, go ahead and talk to one of our enrollment representatives, and they'll walk you through the various options and what works for a particular child and a particular family. I would say one of the things that we do best is warm community that's highly intellectual. And often people think, oh, intellectual is cold and sterile. A warm community is kind of soft and not serious. But I think we combine serious intellectual with warm community exceptionally well. I, I'm really just blown away by the options of being able to do this online and that we can supplement curriculum like this. If we're a homeschooling parent, we can supplement our curriculum. Maybe we can just make this our whole homeschooling curriculum all together. Um, or let's say you have a child and I have one of these, <laughs> um, that's just not quite challenged at normal academic school. And I don't really want to take him out of that, but man, I would really like to cultivate that critical thinking in him. Uh, this sounds like a great option, maybe just to do after school, um, as a supplemental program. It's, it's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm delighted that you get it, Christina. Uh, a lot of times I have educators who are asking me to teach here all the time. I think for many people who've been in education a long time, this really deep focus on critical thinking and creative and entrepreneurial projects and highly personalization is sort of an ideal. And um, the great thing is being virtual, we have families in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, or in the middle of nowhere, Canada, or whatever, where there aren't rich local options available. And we serve families in that sort of situation. That's great to know. So can you tell us again, if a parent is listening to this and they are resonating with the whole Socratic method and just want to learn more about either your school or just the method in general, so that they can implement that or at least support their own school to maybe do some more of it, where would they go? Socraticexperience.com. 
So socraticexperience.com is the place to go. And then you can get on our mailing list. And I also provide um, emails, helpful emails to parents on ways to implement interesting things in their lives. So even if it's not an appropriate choice as a school right now, sign up for a newsletter and I'll send you a, a steady stream of interesting ways to think about how to educate your child for the 21st century. That's great. So we can take those tips and we can implement them on our car rides like we were talking about in the beginning of this conversation, right? Exactly. And yeah, develop your child's mind while having fun becoming closer with them. What's not to love? I hope today's episode brought value to your day. And if you would like to become a more impactful parent, download the Impactful Parent app. The Impactful Parent app is free to download and full of episodes just like this one to help you in your parenting journey. So carry help and tips and parenting resources right in your pocket so that you can refer to it when you need it most. Plus, when you download the Impactful Parent app, you are joining a community of like-minded parents who just want to do the best they can for their child. There is so much inside the app, free 30-day challenges, online courses, so much that you can just take a hold of and use in your parenting. I hope you check it out and it's free. So you got nothing to lose. So go to either your app store, whether you have an Android or an Apple phone, go to the app store and type in Impactful Parent. I should be there or go to theimpactfulparent.com and you can download the app from my website. But until next time, you got this parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.